Hey y'all, how you doing? How you feeling? How you living? Thanks for joining me today. It's your girl Akua, your host for Dem Coins Podcast, where we help millennials of faith gain clarity on what they truly value, manage and increase their income, and crush their financial goals. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about, you guessed it, debt. Is there good debt or bad debt? And how do you go about paying off your debts? Enjoy! Happy February, y'all. We're in the month of love. And what's more romantic than $26.72 trillion of U.S. national debt to talk about? Yay! I'm just messing with y'all, but really, debt is definitely a bit of a crisis here in the U.S. And if this is your first time listening, thank you, thank you. If you've been rocking me for a little while, thank you, thank you. So I bleep out words that have a bad rap in the finance space, and debt is definitely one of them. And because debt has such a bad rap, we kind of slip it under the rug and hope that it'll magically disappear, but it's not. And so in today's episode, we're going to go over the different types of debt and also different strategies on how to pay off your debt. Okay, so let's go ahead and hop on right in. Let's talk about the different types of personal debt that you can have. There's really four major kinds, so let's go into it. Now you have revolving versus installment debt. So installment debt is fixed debt. So after you pay that debt, it's gone, right? So the most common is a car note, right? After you pay off the car note, you're done with it. You don't get, if your car was $15,000 and you paid it all off, you don't get $15,000 as a line of credit after you pay it off. So that is re- so that is installment debt. Now, revolving debt is the opposite of that, right? Your credit cards. If you if you have a credit card limit of fifteen thousand dollars and you pay it off, well, now you have an open line of credit of fifteen thousand dollars that you can use. All right. So the second type of debt is secured debt. Now, some of these kind of overlap with each other and you'll see what I'm talking about. So secured debt is basically when you take on a debt in exchange for essentially collateral, right? So with a home loan, if you default on your payments, your home is collateral now. So the bank can come and take your home. So that is a form of secured debt. So with unsecured debt, now we're getting into the third type, unsecured debt, you're given credit, you're given money based on your credit worthiness, right? Your credit score um, and your credit report. So credit cards are unsecured debt. There's not necessarily collateral involved. They're not going to repo anything unless you're taken to collections and you file bankruptcy. Then they might repo some things out of your life, but there's not automatic collateral in exchange for you getting that money. All right, and the fourth most common types of personal debt, mortgages. I think we all know what a mortgage is. That is when you borrow money to purchase property. So that's pretty straightforward. I think everybody knows what 
uh, mortgage debt is. And mortgage debt is interesting because it can fall into multiple categories depending on how you use it. It can actually be become a revolving line of credit if you take out credit line out on your home. It can simply just be installment debt if you don't take out, you know, home equity loan. And home loans are also considered secure lines of debt because once again, if you don't make your payments, your bank or your lender or whoever gave you the money can go on ahead and repo your house. So there's that. Now, if you have been following any kind of financial blogs, YouTube channels, what have you, there are two very extreme groups of thought when it comes to debt. You have the Dave Ramsey crew where all debt is bad debt, period, pool, no debt. I don't care if it's student loans. I don't care if it's your home. It's all bad. And then you have people on the complete opposite side of the spectrum where it's like OPM all day, other people's money, use leverage. As long as you do your research, use leverage and debt is almost kind of a necessity to acquiring real wealth. People on the OPM side tend to be a bit higher risk tolerance based people. They are about credit card hacking. The OPM gang, the other people's money gang will talk about how there's a lot of different benefits to having equity and tax benefits that come with leverage. And the Dave Ramsey gang is like, "Uh uh-uh, nothing trumps peace of mind. Nothing trumps being able to go to sleep knowing you don't owe nobody nothing. So here is my personal take in this little debate that happens. I support debt (laughs) Y'all don't come for me. Y'all don't come for me. I support debt if it is an actual investment. And let's be 100% clear on what an investment is. I was watching uh, CNBC Millennial Money the other day on YouTube. It's fantastic. I love, love, love watching it. And it sounds like what it is. They talk about how different millennials spend their money. Some people make a million dollars. Some people make $30,000 and they talk about how different people spend their money. And there was one young lady from New York who paid $15,000 for a New York City apartment. And that included her down payment, her broker's fee, her security deposit, all that stuff. And she said, that's a lot of money, but it's an investment. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, sis. (laughs) And she's really young. Salute to her. She's clearly making a decent amount of money. You can afford to pay $15,000 just to move into an apartment. But sis, that's not an investment. Now, there are some investments that don't have monetary returns, right? Peace of mind. All these other things, right? There's some things that you pay for that don't give you a monetary return, right? You go on a vacation, unless that was a business venture that actually gave you monetary returns. That's not an investment in my opinion, when we're just talking about money, straight money. An investment is something that pays for itself 
And then you're also able to pocket money as well. So if whatever you're putting your money into does not reap harvest, okay, it's not an investment. Again, there's nothing wrong with spending money on things that give you joy, that are properly budgeted, but let's separate them, right? Let's be clear on the language. It's not an investment. If you spend $15,000 on an apartment and there's not someone renting a room for from you, giving you cash flow, it's not an investment. If you purchase a home for $200,000 and you sell it for $200,000, that's not an investment. It didn't bring back harvest. It didn't bring back increase, okay? And I know that's a little controversial because a lot of people automatically assume, oh, if you buy a house, that's automatically an investment. It's not. There are a lot of upfront fees that come with buying a house that drain your money and don't actually make it a profitable investment. So as I stated in episode nine, there's nothing wrong with living in an apartment, but unless you find a way to generate income from it, whether you're renting out a room, whether you're created a revenue generating business from your home that you can actually track, it's it's not an investment. Okay, so I'm glad we cleared that up. If you are a little hurt by what I said, that's okay. You can send your emails to hello at dumbcoinsonline.com. Let me know how you feel, okay? Okay, and so we're back. All right, so let's talk about some of the different ways to pay off your debt. So first things first, we actually have to know how much debt we have. And for many of us, this is the hardest part. Seeing negative $100,000, whatever your debt is, can be heart-wrenching, but you cannot start until you know where you are. So get that free credit report, look it up, add up all your debts, and know that total number. All right, and then now we want to take a look at our goals. So for instance, for me right now in this season, my consumer credit card debt is the number one thing I need to get rid of because interest is not my friend. So I am choosing to stick to that uh, one specific goal as it relates to debt repayment. All right, so after you've picked your goal or your goals, then you really want to ask yourself, are you willing to make the necessary sacrifices? Yes, does it sound familiar? We're going back to my five principles of financial self-awareness. If you need a refresher, go back to episodes two and three because really this is the foundation of all of this stuff because I would hate to see us get burnt out trying to too quickly make rapid changes that don't last, right? There's a lot of parallels to losing weight and working out as it relates to your personal finance. If you try to bum rush everything, you're like, I'm never eating out again. I'm never going on vacation again. And you you go too extreme you may not be able to withstand for the long haul. Same thing with crash dieting, right? We've all known people who went on crazy diets. 
They didn't eat bread. They didn't eat sugar. They didn't eat, you know, they drank water and ate lemons all day and they lost a hundred pounds, but they gain it back. So again, remember that we are playing the long-term game, right? Keep your eye on the prize. And something else that helps with keeping your eye on the prize is to literally write it down, right? Write down your whys. What will be the benefits of paying off your debt, right? What type of life do you see for yourself? If your goal is complete debt freedom, what does that life look like? If your goal is to pay off partial debt to then free up money to invest in other places, what type of things do you want to do with that money? What type of investments do you want to make? We got to be able to see our goal, whether you physically just write it out or you do a vision board, that's up to you because it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. Okay, so after you do all of that, then you want to pick your strategy. Now, there's really kind of two main strategies when it comes to how you want to pay off your debt, and that is the snowball or the avalanche method. So most of us have more than one debt, and organizing your debt and the order in which you will pay your debts is important. So we'll start with the avalanche method. The avalanche method is when you look at all your debts and you pick the debt with the highest interest to start paying off first. Now that's the current method that I'm using. However, as humans, we are emotionally driven because many of us know what to do, but we don't necessarily always want to do it. So the other method, the snowball method, helps kind of combat our human habits and our impulsiveness. So the snowball effect is when you pay your debts in order from smallest to largest, regardless of interest. So, you know, if you have a debt that's one's a hundred dollars, maybe you had a payday loan or something was a hundred dollars and maybe some student loans, maybe $20,000. And then maybe a car loans like $15,000. So you would start with the hundred dollars, then you move to the $15,000 and then you move to the $20,000 payment. And all payments, once you finish that payment, you snowball it into the next debt. It's the same thing with the avalanche method. So if you were paying, let's say you paid off that payday loan, $100 all at once. Great. That is a small win and that helps us and gives us momentum. That's why a lot of people choose a snowball method, even though mathematically you'll pay more in interest if you do it this way. But the small wins really help give us momentum. So that $100 is now available. So what do you do? You snowball that into the next debt that you have, the car payment. So you pay an additional $100 towards your car payment and you keep snowballing it until you pay all your debt. And the opposite works for the avalanche method. So whatever uh, loan you paid off, whatever that that monthly payment was. So let's say you pay off all your credit card debt and you were paying off $200 and you decide to move on to your car loan. 
you then make an additional $200 to your car loan in order to pay it off quicker. Okay, so now you've picked a method, you've got your goal, you have a deadline, the sacrifices that you're willing to make to pay off this debt. And so now I'm just going to give you a couple little extra tips and tricks when you're paying off, not really tricks, honestly, but some extra tips when you're paying off debt. Okay, so this is the biggest thing that has helped me with paying off my debt. I guess the biggest piece of advice that I would give is to not despise small beginnings. Sometimes when you are barely scraping by or barely getting by, it can be very easy to dismiss making an extra $10 payment, making an extra $50 payment towards your debt repayment. So when I stopped being scared and I started to look at my bank statements, and I think this is partially the reason why they want you to sign up for e-statements. And yes, you're saving some paper and postage and all that. And let's be real, how many of us check our e-statements in detail? But I think the real reason why they don't want you to see the statement is because of something called a minimum payment warning. Now, it is a mandate that all lenders have to put this on your statement and it shows you how many years and how much money you will pay if you only pay the minimum payment. So let me use myself as an example. So at the beginning of this year, my credit card balance on one of my credit cards was around $4,700, so $4,700. On my credit card statement, my minimum payment is 100 or was $153. If I paid only the minimum, it would take me 16 years to pay this $4,700. And the total amount I would pay, including interest, would be $13,061 over the course of 16 years for an original debt that was $4,700. Yes, the interest on this card is crazy. It's about 28% and that's why I'm working to pay it off. And this is written in plain English. There's no fancy legalese, no fancy language. It's written in plain English on my statement. Now check this out. If I were to pay a little more then the minimum, if I paid $188 as opposed to $153, it would only take me three years to pay this off. And I would have paid roughly around a total of $6,776 over the course of three years with interest. Y'all, that's only $35 more added to the minimum. And the reason why it's cut down by so much is because of these interest payments. So don't despise it. Oh, I only have $10. I only have an extra $50 to put towards it. That's not going to make a difference. Oh, trust me. When you factor in that interest, it will make a huge difference. So look at your bank statements and you can also use sites like bankrate.com that have debt calculators. There's a bunch of sites that have debt calculators where you can see, well, if I add an extra $20, how will that affect the debt repayment? All right. So for tip number two, lifestyle inflation. This is who y'all. 
This is kind of what I struggle with the most. All facts, no cap. And lifestyle inflation is when you receive a bonus or you receive a raise or you get some extra money that falls out the sky and you're like, oh, wow, this is awesome. I'm about to go buy XYZ luxury item that was not in my budget. Here's the thing. If you want to expedite your debt repayment, automatically put bonus money, any money that falls from the sky directly towards your payment, either avalanche it or snowball it right into that debt payment. And if you keep that consistent habit, it will ensure that you will pay off your debt much quicker. All right. And tip number three is debt consolidation and transfers. Now, Most of us have heard of these things. Debt consolidation is used to put all your debt into one place so you're making one payment and to also decrease your interest rate. So if you have a lot of different debt with a lot of different lenders, try this out. I'm actually doing a credit card balance transfer right now to pay off my credit card debt and I am on track so I won't be paying any interest I only paid the one-time fee to transfer the money over which was about three percent so it wasn't terrible but hey you gotta do what you gotta do it certainly beats 28 percent interest hello so that's what I'm doing but those are two effective ways to pay off your debt quicker. Also talking to your lenders. A lot of people are afraid to negotiate coming from an African household. Everything is negotiable. Everything is up for a barter. So don't be afraid to talk to your different lenders and see if there's something you can work out to either decrease your interest or help you pay off your debt quicker. And as always, if you're considering a debt consolidation or credit transfers, be cognizant of those fees. So make sure you look at, you know, some of that's fine print because you don't want to end up switching over and thinking you're getting a deal on interest, but then you're actually paying more in fees. So just be mindful of that. All right. And some final quick bonus tips. If you are an individual in the OPM gang and you just love all the leverage, I would just caution you to be mindful of over leveraging yourself. And then for the people on the Dave Ramsey gang gang, I would advise you to be gradual and keep the long-term goal in mind. You certainly don't need to deprive yourself of every single enjoyment in life. Just be sure to prioritize those things that are important to you, and then put the rest to the side and then use that to pay off your debt. You don't need to pay your debt off overnight. Now, if you are fortunate to have a high paying job, you know, you're making $150,000, $200,000 and you can sacrifice for the next three months and pay off the majority of your debt. Personally, I say do it. But hey, once again, long-term goals. We really want to create sustainable habits that we can keep throughout the course of our financial journeys. Because with this platform, I'm really hoping that we can build real wealth. And so that takes time. It's practicing good habits over the course of years. So once again, refer back to your why, be encouraged, 
Know that it is possible. There are everyday people doing this. I'm in the trenches with you. I'll do a happy dance or like post something when I pay off my credit card debt. Child, we about to (laughs) turn up. So I hope you will celebrate with me as I celebrate with you. Feel free to let me know your different goals, your different struggles, how you feel about debt. I'm interested in all of it. And that pretty much wraps up today's episode. Thank you for joining me. I hope you got some new insights or maybe you just got some confirmation on a couple of things. Let your girl know. Feel free to reach out to me via email. Hello at demcoinsonline.com. Also, feel free to check us out on Instagram, dem.coins. If you have any good topics, cool new strategies, let me know. And while you're at it, feel free to write an awesome five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about me, okay? (laughs) I am so excited for all of us on this journey. And until next time, stay encouraged.